0: Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life.
1: Welcome back to this special edition of Talking Facts. I'm your host, Mindy McCauley, Extension Specialist, for instructional support with Family and Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, my guest is Ann Hall Norris, who is our Extension Associate for Food Safety. And she's going to be talking about the new House Bill 468 that was passed this legislative session in response to the Home Bakers Bill that was passed last year. So, Ann Hall, can you just kind of give us a little bit of background here?
2: Yes. Hey, Mindy. Yes, I'm excited to be talking about this. So last year, they passed um, the Home Bakers Bill, and the legislators wanted to allow Kentuckians to be able to do more in their home kitchen for sale from their home, either from the internet or at a farmer's market. They they came up with that Home Bakers Bill, but it, it actually took away some of the products that people had previously been able to make as farmers they could operate out of their home and and make some products as long as they had grown a primary ingredient in that product. So this new legislation, the home bakers, um, allowed people to come in and not have to grow anything in their products, but it limited the products to just kind of baked goods. So, over the course of a year or so, um, we have come up with House Bill 468, and that's kind of a a compromise. It's allowing Kentucky residents, whether you're a farmer or a home baker, it doesn't matter. Um, You don't have to grow anything in your products, but it allows them to use their home kitchen to make some non-potentially hazardous, and and that just means shelf-stable products for sale at the farmer's market or or from their home. So, it could be anybody. If I decide wanted to go out and produce
1: this self-stable product, then I could do that. I don't have to have any special
2: certification to do that? That's correct. Um, this year, you don't have to register or or have any type of permit to sell from anybody. But beginning in January, the Kentucky Department for Public Health, the food safety branch, is going to require anybody who's participating in this program to get registered through their office. And there will be a $50 fee for that registration next year. But this year, anybody can participate for free. So if you and I wanted to get together and bake some cookies or some cakes, uh, make some jams and jellies and, and sell them over the internet, it, as long as the sales are within Kentucky, anybody can do it. Uh, that brings up a
1: good point. So we have, if we have someone selling over the internet, do they have to be able to um, ensure that the their product is, is going within Kentucky?
2: Yes, the product should be for pickup or delivery. They, they should not be mail order. So you should not be going out of the state. Okay, so they could order it over the internet, but then they would have to pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah, be picked up or delivered. From the producer. Okay. Right. So what are some of the products that people can make? Well, that's... The the products are listed in two different places. the The original law lists some very broad generic terms, and then the actual regulation that just was finalized a couple of weeks ago further describes the products. So there's there's a big long list, but I'll I'll read you what the definition says. It says non potentially hazardous foods, including dried herbs and spices, uh, nuts, candy. As long as the candy doesn't have alcohol, they're allowing forms of candy, dried grains, whole fruits and vegetables, uh, fruit jams and jellies, sweet sorghum syrup, maple syrup, fruit preserves, breads, fruit pies, cookies and cakes. People have been calling our office and asking, you know, a lot of different things, like, is this a candy or is this a? Um, and and we're just kind of handling those on a case by case basis. But as long as it isn't. Refrigerated, If it does not require refrigeration. So we're, we're not allowing any pies that need refrigeration, but you know, pretty much all, all of your baked goods fall into that category. Right. Okay. So can, then they can just sell them anywhere. Yes. They can sell them at a farmer's market. As long as the farmer's market rules don't prohibit, you know, those type of sales, they can be sold there. They cannot be sold to grocery stores or restaurants or wholesale distributors, so that the person making the product needs to be selling it, and they shouldn't be selling it to a grocery store or any retail outlet. Right. So, so the third party won't be involved. Right. In the process. That's correct.
1: And that's a really good point, though, that you brought up about the farmers' market rules, because every farmers' market has their own rules as to who can sell. So, if you maybe if you aren't a grower, they might have a rule that says you can't sell at their farmers'
2: market. Right. That that has been a question I've gotten several times just over the last week that all these bakers and people are excited to be selling at their farmer's market and then the market won't allow them because they want them to be growers or they want them to be growing something in the products they're bringing to that market. And we really don't have any control over that. You know, each, each market makes their own rules and they kind of police that depending on how they want their market to be run. Right. Yes,
1: and uh, it, so it's really important to be a good um, neighbor and make sure that you, you follow those rules. Yes. Uh, the rules may be, right? Right. So, um, we talked about that there, there's not a fee right now, but there will be after January 1st. So if somebody's wanting to kind of try out the water and see if this is something that they might be able
2: to. Yes, this is the year to do it, yes.
1: And of course, they don't have to
2: have any special um, certified kitchen to do this. Nope, they can do it in their home kitchen. They don't have to have um, an approved water source. There is a different program, a little bit step above the home-based processing called microprocessing, and that's actually for canning, something that you have grown in your garden. There are a few more hoops you have to jump through to be a microprocessor, but as a as just a home-based processor, you don't have to have an approved water source. You don't have to take any classes from the health department. Um, and this year, you don't have to get registered. So now's the time to try the water. That sounds like a great plan. So if you would like more information about
1: um, House Bill 468, why don't you visit your local extension office and get a complete list of all the products that are available for canning with, with this legislation. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about this new um, legislation, in Hall, and we will check back with you if, if there are any updates. Okay, great. Thanks, Mindy. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT.